I want to uh, give you a peek into a book I just read. It's a fascinating book. I, I loved it. And it's called No Beast So Fierce, the terrifying true story of the Champawat tiger, the animal that may have been the deadliest animal in history when it came to killing and consuming human beings. This is a tiger that started out in Nepal and went into India. And the author of the book is Dane Hucklebridge, and he joins me now. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. I very much enjoyed the book. And um, you have, you, you're kind of covering several stories here. You're talking about a tiger which was injured and turned from wild game to human beings and figured out pretty quickly that that was easy to do and then got away with it for a long, long, long period of time. But you tie in imperialism in India and uh, the disappearing uh, habitat for the tiger. It's a, uh, there, there's a lot to talk about. Sure, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty rich, pretty complex story, which was one of the things that drew me to it initially. And I, I think sort of the central thesis is what initially looks sort of like a freak of nature, this tiger that suddenly starts eating people and, you know, does so by the hundreds. It's actually a man-made disaster, in effect. And, and the book explores the different ways in which humans contribute either directly or, ind or indirectly into turning this wild, kind of shy, elusive predator into a into a killing machine, effectively. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of factors. The most direct one is the wound it sustained to its mouth and the damage its teeth at a young age. But then when you look at like how colonial government policies were, you know, they're cutting down large tracts of timber for, for the railroads. There was an increase in, in farmland to try to increase revenues, things like that. You start to see this sort of perfect storm where all these factors were coming together that, that enabled, that created this tiger and enabled it to, you know, to go unchecked for so long. Yeah. Well, as I said, there are sort of several stories that all tie together. And for me, of those stories, the most interesting and fascinating is not not just that tiger itself, but tigers specifically that you write about, I think, so well. And uh, how many people you, you write that because of record keeping, et cetera, in Nepal and India in the early, early 1900s, nobody's exactly sure. But how many do they feel this tiger killed and ate? Well, the, the reported number is 436. And admittedly, the, the same circumstances that allow, you know, a, an apex predator like this to, to eat people, to survive and eat people for as long, also make record keeping difficult. I mean, it's a very remote region. And uh, those we're talking about, you know, over a century ago. And frankly, there's, there are other animals besides just tigers that do sometimes eat people there. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, you could argue that how exact the number is, but just based on just based on reading newspaper articles from that time, looking at colonial records, and just sort of, you know, circumstantial evidence, I, it's clear that something extraordinary was happening. I mean, this was this was a tiger people were talking about, not just in the area, but, you know, in, in distant cities and other parts of India. It was, and there was, when it was actually killed, it was a, a big event. There was actually kind of a celebration where a special gun was presented to Jim Corbett. So Jim Corbett was the man who actually it, killed the tiger. Yes, yes. Yeah. Eventually, Jim Corbett was this hunter who, you know, who was eventually commissioned by the government after they'd given up hope and, like, you know, as a last resort, effectively. And, uh, yeah, so it becomes clear. It, it's, it's hard to say if 436 is absolutely exact. Even, in, even today, were something like this to happen, you know, they don't always have exact numbers. But it's clear that this, this was something extraordinary. It was just 
eating, killing and eating people by the dozens. It, it, it ate a very large number of people. I'm talking to Dane Hucklebridge, and he has written the book No Beast So Fierce, the terrifying true story of the Champawat tiger, a tiger that may have consumed well over 400 people before finally being brought down. The other part that I found fascinating with your book, Dane, is the just your description of tigers in general, not even that specific tiger, but they're just an amazing, majestic animal. Well, they are, and just the more you read about them, the more kind of awestruck you become just by their, particularly their physical abilities, just the, you know, the, their speed, the fact that when they, you know, reach attack speed, very short bursts can run as fast as a thoroughbred racehorse, or, you know, their jumping ability, the fact that they can, you know, jump over essentially a, their whole body could clear a, a basketball hoop, and you read these things, it's just extraordinary how powerful they are, and normally, you know, they don't, they're these immense talents they possess are geared towards their natural prey, which are things like deer and wild boar, you know, animals they would find in the forest, not towards people. And what makes it so horrifying is when in the very rare instances when they turn into man-eaters and start turning these sort of immense gifts, predatory gifts upon people, the, the results are, are horrifying. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I looked up uh, some video online, which you had referenced in your book, and uh, I'll just try to describe it myself here. It's a YouTube video. Anybody can look up. These people are out hunting tigers on an elephant, uh, on elephants, and you, you have a perspective from the top of the elephant, essentially. You're up pretty high in the air when you're on top of an elephant, and they're going through the yep. grass, and there's nothing happening, nothing happening, and all of a sudden, this tiger just explodes out of the grass and leaps literally up, forward, over the trunk over the head uh, of the elephant and hits the guy on top of the elephant like it, it's an incredible thing to see yeah i mean that's you you start to understand how you know how even for a hunter armed with a gun under you know in the forest if a tiger actually attacks and blindsides you like that you start to realize there's effectively nothing you can do i mean right. you when you watch that video it really brings home just how effective they are as predators and that, in that video in particular, the tiger, you know, that was not a predatory attack. That wasn't a tiger trying to kill someone to eat them. That was just a tiger, kind of a, a grumpy tiger saying, go away, yeah, effectively. Yeah. And just one swipe of its claws just shred, absolutely shredded the, the guy's hand, you know, 14 feet up on top of an elephant. So you can imagine when a tiger actually decides it wants to kill and eat you, you, you never see it coming. I mean, it's over, it's over in the blink of an eye. It's just... Yeah, you know, instantly happens. I, and I would say, um, I'll give you uh, real credit here, Dane Hucklebridge, for how you wrote uh, not about the tigers as uh, about the tigers, of course, but about the ending of it all. I mean, I really felt like I was I was in it, and it's it's fascinating as the whole thing comes to a conclusion, and and how they were finally able to bring this tiger down. Uh, it's it it's got to make a great movie. Uh, it's a story from over a hundred years ago, but the book is called No Beast So Fierce: The Terrifying Story of the Champ. What a tiger. Terrific story. Thanks so much for this. Well, well, thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it, and it's great to hear you enjoyed it. All right. Thank you.